All yeah, right. Very, yeah, well, it was stuff. really, yeah, this is the stuff. And, you know, hey, I, I've been immersing myself into this information. Thanks mm -hmm. for turning me on to that. It was everything you said it was going to be. Was it, uh, isn't he an inter entertaining and engaging conversation? He is. I thought so too. Uh, I thought, you know, some of the, some of the behind the scenes stuff that he wrote about, uh, especially at the beginning where he talked about the article that he put out about those uh, uh, diplomats and American diplomats in China that had visited before and put the red flag out. I remember when I read that last year and I thought, oh my gosh, what is this? And little did I know that he it was him writing that and mm -hmm. that he had caused a huge stir with the mm -hmm. Secretary of State uh, because of this whole mask thing. So I'm sure as time goes on, we're going to learn a lot more about what's mm. happening there. But my concern is this is, you know, the only way we're really going to ever know how that virus started is by going over there and doing the investigation. I know that the uh, that place has been cleaned. The evidence mm -hmm. is gone. Mm -hmm. The people that know anything about it have been eliminated. Mm -hmm. And um, and, you know, there's we're not going to get that story. We're it's never going to get happen. it at this point because they made no. it such a clown show in the beginning. Yep. So it's yep. too late now. I like. I think the circumstantial said. evidence speaks for itself, though. I do too, but you can't prove it. No, you'll and never be able to thing. prove so it. So we would be yeah. speaking out of turn if we went and jumped to those assumptions, even though it looks like it's like ninety percent everything's pointing in that direction. If you still I, can't prove it, it's kind of anti-American. Well, there's no way you can prove it. And the, but this is the thing: is that oh, you know, you say anti-American, and I get what you're saying there, but. The fact is, is that we're not dealing with somebody, a country that's playing on the by the same rules whatsoever. And well, so the, you know, I I think it would be um, a good thing to say, all right, well, you know, it, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence here, so give us your, give us the evidence, or we're going to really think that you did it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just logical, and of course, they're scared to do that. They, they know what's going to happen for good and reason. they'll be they'll be punished there'll be a punishment there and it's always financial um this is uh this is crazy uh, speaking of that uh, nike coming out uh, in the last week the the ceo saying that we are our company is of china and for china <laughs> you know they're an american company <laughs> right um so the, our corporations have been China you know, owns sucked up into this. They, yeah. they really I mean, have. all of their production takes place in China with probably slave labor, child labor. Yeah, and, and that's it. I thought it was interesting, again, Josh Rogan pulling up that information about Apple trying to look into, hey, well, you know, we're hearing about slave labor. Can you tell us anything about it? And then they got financially punished, mm. it nearly oh, yeah. ruined them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this is... I like what he said. It's kind of funny. He's talking about all the spies in D.C. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, Joe Rogan's like, uh, well, can you spot them? And he goes, he laughs. He's like, well, yeah, some of them, I mean, look like right out of a cartoon. Like, I mean, you see it kind of obviously. And um, they'll ask me to go out for drinks. And Joe's like, well, do you? And he goes, hell yeah. Yeah, he yeah. goes out for drinks and spies <laughs> and talks to him. And that's got to be pretty interesting. His life sounds really interesting. It really does.
it does. And then I thought about this myself mm. and I thought about like, okay, but that also means that, you know, you're going to have these excitements, but you also have to rub shoulders with a lot of maybe undesirable people, people that sure, uh, you man. might, might just bring you down. You know what oh, I mean? He might disappear. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Talk about real. being brought down. Yeah. No, for real. He could very well disappear. Yeah. Um, hey, so did you hear about this? You know, we're talking about China and something about the whole January 6th thing mm -hmm. reminds me of just a lot of corruption and, mm -hmm. you know, just, uh, yeah, I struggle when they say that it was a terror attack because I don't know that that's uh, accurate. Um, no, it's not. It's, and, and, insurrection and so, is uh, also... If insurrection is accurate, then all of the uh, riots that have taken place over the last year were also insurrections. Yeah. So, so you know, um, there's a lot of talk going on right now. Nancy Pelosi uh, has put together a January 6th commission now, like a 9-11 commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't think anything good is going to come out of this because what we're seeing is that um, the, the people on the commission are all Democrats, except mm -hmm. for Liz Cheney. And uh, she was the one that uh, she's a, obviously a Republican. She was stripped of her uh, committee leadership position because of a lot of the comments that she is making. Um, but uh, she is definitely a person that's been very outspoken that Trump uh, started the January 6th, uh, whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I just feel like this is, oh, and also, uh, she, she named Adam Schiff to the committee. Oh God. How is Schiff still even have, how does he even have a career these days? So after you know, all of his Russia, Russia, Russia stuff, for three years. Well, and, and here's uh, an author or, or a reporter that's saying, what's the argument for taking the January 6th commission seriously after putting Adam Schiff on it? How can you take that seriously? And I mean, this is just all propaganda. I would like to know exactly what happened over there um, as well. But from the beginning, there's been all this really, I mean, from the very day it happened, all this really fishy stuff all around it. And it seems to be um, a tool that the left is using to eliminate any type of enemies. Oh, dude, this is really crystal clear. And if you put this together with the um, uh, latest uh, arrest of Trump's accountant or- Yes. What, yeah, uh, for what? For uh, like, it's so minor uh, kind of payroll tax evasion. It was his they, car in his apartment. I can't stand Trump and I wish that he would just go away. I honestly do so that we could get somebody that's more respectable and that will is able to unite the parties and get back to same politics. But it's clear that the Democrats are absolutely fear Trump, that he rocked the foundation of the swamp. Clear. Yeah. And you, you brought up the, the accountant, uh, the accountant is, a uh, you know, he's not yeah. a part of the, he wasn't a part of the Trump. It's as flimsy as the impeachments. And, and it's, the desperate. it's desperate. It is. 
The funny thing about this trial with the, this person is uh, that it's unprecedented. The, the law doesn't go after companies over an individual's tax uh, statements. And that's what's actually happening here. Um, that that's unprecedented. That doesn't happen. That's, mm -hmm. that's a, a special Trump provision right there. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's mm -hmm. not, not a part of our system. And then secondly, over the last week, uh, we also had um, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Um, the New York Supreme Court took uh, the extraordinary step of <clears throat> suspending Rudy Giuliani uh, from practicing law. And the, the court states that when he uses his, <clears throat> this is a quote, <clears throat> his large megaphone, the harm is magnified. Only One only has to look at the ongoing present public discord over the 2020 election, which erupted into violence, insurrection, and death on January 6, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol to understand the extent of the damage that can be done when the public is misled by false information about elections. This is a statement by the Attorney Grievance Committee, uh, and they contend that the respondents' misconduct directly inflamed tensions that bubbled over into the events of January 6. So here he's, you know, if look, they've been calling the whole election fraud debunked. Um, you know, I, I would say that anytime they say debunked, then that's a red flag to me now because they've said debunked about everything else. And when they say debunked, probably look into it. But many people have said things about January 6th. Many people on the Democrat side said things about uh, all the riots that we saw over the summer. None of those people are losing their legal status. Uh, this is a witch hunt. Oh, We've never seen anything like this. Look at what they did to Manafort. Look at what they did to Carter Page. Uh, look at what they did to uh, Flynn. They, they indiscriminately just prosecute people that are against them in this goes right back into what Josh Rogan was talking about. What kind of society does that? Mm -hmm. We're turning into this kind our, of society. so corrupt. Yeah, we it's don't so want to be China, but mm -hmm. it's becoming more every day we're seeing this. And now let's, let's here's another China-ism, is that now we're hearing uh, the... Democrats saying that the Republicans defunded the police. I know. And people will believe that. It's, it's the, they do the same thing all the time. If you say it five times, it becomes fact. They yeah, treat us uh, with it, good reason like children. They, I, they really do. I see that. So, so how's anybody going to believe that they, they were saying, okay, so I was like, how could they say that? And, and so they're very clever. Uh, and they not were saying, really. <laughs> no, not really. I, yeah. When I say clever, it's, it's, it's usually an evil connotation there. Yeah. Um, you know, the devil's clever, uh, uh -huh. but he's not really the smartest. Uh, anyway. So they're saying that the Republicans defunded the police by not approving the American Rescue Act or Rescue Plan. Oh and God. now the American Rescue Plan was going to give huge amounts of money to states like California 
uh, for this whole COVID thing. Um, but really, the reason the Republicans were standing against that particular act was um, because they saw this as a state bailout plan for states that had been fiscally irresponsible for for decades before mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm like California. Mm -hmm. And uh, they they saw this as um, really not right for the federal government to do. And and really, they're, I, I agree with that. But it was never earmarked for the police. That, that was never an earmark for the government. At the same time, you had people like uh, Ayanna Presley and you had uh, uh, Corey Bush and uh, many others that were saying, defund the police, defund the police. Well, the, the American Rescue Plan had nothing to do with funding the police. Although I guess the money could be used for that, but there was never, the, the bill was never labeled a police funding mechanism. So this is such a long stretch to say this, mm -hmm. How, I, but that's just it. We're living in a country now that is acting, is very propaganda focused. And I, I mean, I'm glad there are people out there that are smart enough not to fall for this, but how many people is that really? Is <laughs> I don't know if it's that many. Well, the, the positive in this is the growing um, awareness of mainstream media, the uh, inauthenticity of mainstream media. They're, the ratings are down. It depends on which show you're looking at, but mostly CNN and MSNBC yes. are down Big. 60, 70%. But even Fox is down like 35 to 40%. Too. Yeah. Even though Fox is doing like twice as good as CNN, they're still not doing well either. And well, uh, because they, they they publish a lot of BS and they discredit them themselves. All yeah. of them. That, that's why. That's yeah. exactly why. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And uh, and especially now that Trump is not in office. Oh well, because uh, that's all they focused on. The, CNN really dug their own grave with their war on Trump. Because, yeah, they got them to not get reelected and look what happened to their ratings. They killed themselves. They did. They shot mm -hmm. themselves in the foot. But, you know, he was much, the golden goose. You know, Barry, much like our science community and our healthcare community, uh, the the journalism community has over the last year and a half has lost just a ton of credibility. Ton, they, ton. They, That's they, why all, all of these Josh institutions. Logan. That's why I found him to be so engaging is that he clearly, I mean, he lives by the journalist uh, ethics that nobody else does anymore. Uh, Crystal and uh, Sagar do though. I mean, that's why they went on, on their own. Uh, yeah. Their, their new show is called Breaking Points. Highly suggest everybody subscribe to that. So I, I thought a lot about this, um, wow. about Josh Rogan and, and being a columnist for the Washington Post. And as we know, uh, that that newspaper has been, you know, you've got Bezos as the, as the president of that, and um, they have a long history of propaganda. Mm -hmm. And I wondered, I thought about Josh Rogan being over there and how does that impact him? Um, you know, and I, I thought about some of the comments that he was making about Trump, uh, you know, idiot, a moron and all this stuff. And of course, everybody over at the Post is probably talking like that all the time. Oh, sure. so you, you probably have to talk like that in order to be an employee of the Post. I don't know about that or not. But, you know, that's got to be the culture over there. Anyhow, mm -hmm. I think about how the Washington Post was in the middle of taking down Nixon. 
um, during during that whole campaign. When Nixon won by the biggest landslide ever, only months before, and within a few months, he's resigning. And the Washington Post, with the whole deep throat thing, they were the ones in the in the very center of that whole thing. And some of the same players came out uh, during the Trump impeachments uh, from the Washington Post. Those two, same two uh, reporters came back out, Bob Woodward, and I forgot the other guy's name, but it's just an interesting history. And uh, but at the same time, listening to the guy, you're right. Seemed to be pretty clear eyed mm. uh, about what was going on. <clears throat> and you I, know, thought, I thought he was so engaging. I could listen to that guy's stories all day. So um, another one I got in the news from this week. This one was a shocker to me, but not so shocking. Was that uh, uh, Tucker Carlson came out this week to say that he had proof that the NSA was spying on him. Yeah. And uh, it was the, the, the story was compelling uh, in uh, regarding the whistleblower, of course, uh, the Biden administration saying that, that that's not happening. The NSA is only supposed to be the line is that the NSA only looks at uh, foreign um, uh, you know, interference with our way of life and our American security. But what we are seeing with the NSA is that if they have a target, a foreign target, that opens up the door to anybody that they're either communicating with or maybe communicating with, which gives a broad spectrum for the NSA to look at everything. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, whether this is true or not, I think what we, a concerning thing that I think we have here in this country is our intelligence community and, um, it's and how powerful. Law. Yeah, and how powerful the it's intelligence the community is. Yeah, and and um and you know we spent a lot of time last week talking about our First Amendment right of free speech. This has the potential of curtailing that free speech. Uh, for being, if we, we, I mean, that's what free speech. That's the enemy of free speech. Yeah, is people spying on you. I just mentioned Crystal and Sagar. They had a good take on that um, about Tucker making that comment and. They said, if they said, first of all, the way the NSA responded to that was very lawyerly. It was odd, I thought. Agreed. Like it was like carefully chosen words because it didn't deny that they were doing it. Agreed. Uh, and what they said is basically the NSA spies on everyone. So, uh, they did this kind of shifty move uh verbally uh but is tucker carlson under uh being investigated by them sure along with you know probably a hundred million other people in the united states it's they are above the constitution they are above the which is wrong right i mean totally our, our intelligence community be shouldn't be yeah yeah <laughs> it's the frustrating part it about is. that whole thing and um, i think there's deeper layers than the nsa that we don't know about we didn't know about the nsa until snowden outed them that's right so that's years right. ago we didn't even we never heard of them I, I remember a meme going around back then it was really funny uh it said Oh my God, I, my hard drive crashed and the NSA won't give me a copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I didn't say it right, but you know, I like you get the that. meaning. I thought it was really funny. 
I think that is funny too. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, another decision by the Supreme Court uh, this week has pretty serious ramifications. Uh, it is that the Air Supreme Court upholds Arizona voter fraud protections. So um, this is this is a big one. This is actually the last decision that they are making for their season, um, which I believe ends in September. So the government is on a fiscal year that ends in September. And um, and so this is their last one. I guess they take a break in the summertime, which this is kind of weird. You know, Congress takes a break in the summertime also. Uh, the reason is because of Washington, D.C. being in a swampland area mm -hmm. and how humid it gets. So traditionally, since our founding, that, that's been the case. Uh, but of course, they didn't have air conditioning back then. Mm -hmm. so some of these things <laughs> could probably that's change. That's another thing Rogan's, Josh Rogan <laughs> said is they don't like to work. And yeah, they don't. <laughs> they're not going to give up a holiday. They're not going to give up free time. Not at all. They do not like to work. Now, you know, it's funny. I was just talking about this with Anne Marie yesterday. It's like, this is the cushiest job ever. You know, when Joe Biden was talking about um, it was commanding uh, companies to pay people more in order to get them to, to accept the jobs. Uh, I thought, you know, here's a guy that's those whispers, man. I, you know, you see, I told you that was really, that it's was true. Creepy. It is. It's creepy. Uh, Doesn't but, anybody but here, tell him that? Well, apparently not, because this week he did it again. So uh, either oh. they're telling him not to do that and he's just he's forgetting about it. But he looks crazy every yes. single time he does it. Yes. He sounds he's crazy. He's got a crazy look in his eyes when he does it. I was I was going to the point where he's telling people to, you know, just pay, pay them more, he says in a weird way. But the fact is, is this guy's been a government official for 50 years. He's never had to produce anything he's his, he's not like you and me is atrophied because yeah. he doesn't have to think you know well sure he doesn't i mean he he doesn't have to figure out let's see like you what what do i create in order to have make a living and for me like what i gotta sell i gotta convince people to buy a product this is production we're producing mm -hmm. They don't do all they do is stand around and try to look important and say very important things. And they don't even write their own speeches. Right. So what kind of job is that? And they're they're selling that. I mean, uh, what is it? Diane Feinstein selling her house in the, one of her houses that's up in uh, Lake Tahoe for forty one million dollars. How really? how does she have a forty one million dollar house? Seventy five thousand a year. Yeah. One of her. Yeah. That's just one of her places. That's Ooh. not where she lives. That's just one of her places. So obvious. Man, I smell a rat. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So back to the Supreme Court, uh, they upheld the Supreme Court voter fraud protections. And and so two things were on the line. It was uh, this whole thing about um, ballot harvesting, where people mm. collect um they collect ballots from people. Let's say, for instance, they can't get out of the house, so I'll come over and pick up your ballot and and send it in. But this is an area of corruption. We've seen the films where people are supposedly ballot harvesting, but they're throwing a bunch of fake uh, ballots in there and filling them out. That's mm. that's one thing that's now illegal in Arizona. Uh, and the other one was um, 
uh, here's some, this is what Judge Alito said, having to identify one's own polling place and then travel there to vote does not exceed the usual burdens of voting. On the contrary, these tax are, tasks are quintessential examples of the usual burdens of voting. So in other words, what they were saying was if you change pre, the, people were voting in precincts that weren't supposed to be like they would just go like they'd vote over here but then they'd go vote over here and here and all these different voting places and they can get away with it because there's no id and everything so they outlawed uh voting in any place except for your own precinct and and the the, the thing is is that people were trying to say well this has undue an undue burden on people of color and what Alito is saying is no, um, you know, we they send, they send out your thing, you know, your little voter uh, uh, thing, and it and it says on there where to vote, like right, because over the last ten years I've had to go to a bunch of different places, and uh, and I never said, hey, this is un an undue burden on me because I'm black. That's what they're trying to say now. So the the court did the right thing. And, and they said, these are not violations of, of, of human rights in any kind of way. Well, now we're hearing the president come back and say that the court has done serious damage to voter rights. Uh, this is voter suppression. Uh, we are doubling down on this whole thing. And now they're talking about packing the court again. Oh boy, yeah. I don't know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> flip a coin i guess yeah <laughs> uh these things are happening though man it's pretty crazy mm -hmm. all, all right, right. so uh what's up with the fireworks situation over there are you gonna go see fireworks for the fourth of july i know no. you're having your barbecue tomorrow you don't get into that huh uh no not at all um frankly i could pop my head out the window here and watch fireworks pretty much for the next two weeks it's it's gotten really bad here in University Heights where I'm at right now uh, over the last at least five years. Uh, just the illegal fireworks that go on. And it bothers me so much because my dogs would be terrified for one. But the other is, is that our houses are so close together. It's really mm -hmm. dangerous. And, uh, and the cops just don't really crack down on it at all. It's typical. Um, very democratic community yeah so over here uh they we have a fireworks show at that park that's across from us which is actually spectacular sure. um it's one of the best fireworks shows i'm not a huge fireworks guy but it is this is uh pretty impressive for a, a small community we live in woodland hills a suburb of los angeles and they just do a really nice job and they they um they close down the street right by my house and everything and people bring their lawn chairs and we all sit on this main street out here which is mm. kind of fun to do well that's and cool it's a good it's, community it is and yeah. it's sort it's very festive last year they had to cancel it and i i wasn't sure they were going to have it this year but i'm um, kind of surprised i i was my neighbor just told me last week that they're having it mm. and i was surprised at my reaction i, got, I actually got choked up mm. um and, and it's really and i think it has to do with you know gosh we've been locked down for so long and everything yeah. and and it was right after they'd done the mask lift so you know it was like oh my gosh we're free 
And then actually, since then, I found out I had to put my mask back on, but whatever, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're still having the fireworks show. And I think that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it's, a. Uh, it's a i think this is a good thing this is uh it is it's surprising but but you're right i am last year even though we didn't have the fireworks show you know people protested and they shot off their own fireworks and i i think i heard more fireworks going off last fourth of july than i did any other year in my life mm. uh, they were just happy but this time they were just happening all around us mm -hmm. um so I don't know, maybe that's why the LAPD was cracking down earlier this week on that whole thing because of, uh, because of that. Because I do hear all kinds of crazy explosions. And it's the same way all every 4th of July, but it seems to ramp up more than, than it has. A lot of these large explosions going off uh, pretty much all throughout the night mm. for the last week. Mm -hmm. um I know this is totally uh, a different change of pace here. I, I just wondered if you heard about this article, this uh, news item about uh, this guy that in Colorado, a guy, some bad guy shot a cop in Colorado in a, in a shootout. And uh, this other guy um, heard the gunshots and went running to the scene and he had a concealed carry. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he shot the guy. Okay. So the, the first, the bad guy shot and killed the cop. And this other guy comes running to the rescue basically and shoots the bad guy. All right. Then more cops show up on the scene and kill the guy with the concealed carrier that saved yeah, the I day. That. Oh, yeah. that's awful. But also it's kind of, to me, like, man, what's the chances of all these people getting killed by that gun? Like, you know, like literally the chances of you dying from a gunshot being, you know, that somebody being that good of a shot to shoot you and hit you in a place to kill you is so rare. Yes. And this is like a movie where everybody gets, you know, you just go blam and every fall, people fall down dead, you know, which is yeah. reality. But th in this case, that's how that worked. That is a really crazy story and, and very, story. very unfortunate. I yeah. am very sorry to hear that. Um, and I would say, too, if the races were different, this would have been headlines all across the America. And yet this was a side story. A, a very yeah, you're, you're exactly right. You're, yeah. It's too bad that it's like that. It, mm -hmm. it, it's definitely like that. Hey, I wanted to show you something, <clears throat> something that I... Uh, you, uh, I was able to. Screen? Yeah, I'm going to share my screen. Let's okay, see. you're cool. You're good. good I to go. think I can do this. Uh, is this okay? Just share. All right. So, so take a look at this new uh, ad by the NFL. I don't have any sound on this. That's fine. Football is gay. Oh, lesbian. Oh Beautiful. my god. Life exciting. What? Um, football. Look, is if ever. you've got to go out and virtue signal, well, and look headlines. At the, did you see the, the uh, NFL logo? Oh my God. I did just there. Yeah. Yeah. So oh my God. So the NFL probably supports um, the LGBTQ community. And, and then they have really sort of a public service statement here mm -hmm. about the Trevor project, which 
apparently um, it, it was saying that if uh, an LGBTQ person has one accepting person that the risk of suicide goes way down. Um, you know, that uh, I, I just think it's interesting that the NFL is weighing in on this saying that football is gay. I don't know that's what they said on their thing, but I mean, football's right. football. Football's not um, gay it's or nothing. It's none sexual. of that. It's, it's a sport. It's a game. It, yeah, it has and, nothing to do with that. It shouldn't have anything to do with that. They shouldn't be weighing in on that or any other kind of politics. It, it's a freaking game. You know, I was uh, I was outside uh, getting the mail the other day and my neighbor came up to me and he said, uh, hey, did you see the game tonight? And I said, nah, I just, I'm not watching sports anymore. And this is why. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm just not, I love the game. But they've stolen it from me. It's they've where made you're it. You're supposed this. to get away from this crap. That's right. Why? I don't want politics. I don't want woke politics in my in my sports. Mm -hmm. I don't want any politics in my sports. I do want to. Uh, I I do believe that there is an American tradition that we have, and they sing the national anthem. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but I mean, it's a unity thing. We get to be together. We get to put away all of our differences and yeah. be together. And, be and man, they're ruining it. They're taking it away. Totally right. I, you know I don't want. Go ahead. It reminds me of that. I, I mentioned this bef before. I used to love that show. Now I can't think of it. All of a sudden, Shit's Creek. Um, oh my gosh, Barry. I'm so glad you brought that up. Go ahead. Uh, it was so funny. And my favorite character, everybody's favorite character was the gay guy, the son. But it went so freaking woke by the fourth or fifth season, I had to stop watching it because it all became about him and his boyfriend. And they always had to be pawing each other and kissing in every scene. Now, mind you, the, the, the stars of the show were the uh, parents who are a couple, never saw them kiss or anything. There's the daughter, his sister, who also had a boyfriend the whole time. Maybe sorry, you know, they kissed once in a great while as a hello or something, but it wasn't a thing. Never thought about it. Now, all of a sudden, I have to watch this gay couple pawing at each other and kissing in every scene. And I'm like, man, this is no, you're you just ruined the show. It used to be funny. I used to love the gay character. No problem here. I'm not a homophobe because I hate this being shoved down my throat. Now. So, you know, go screw yourselves. That's that's how I feel. No, <laughs> <laughs> so um i remember you talking about this and um and being really excited about the show yeah, and then you know it. it took a turn and you've spoken about this before so i've always wanted to check out the show and see what it was about and i noticed Anne marie had it on recording on our our oh. our our machine here and i'm like well i want to watch it and she goes no no you gotta watch it from the beginning you can't you just you know look you and, and so we tried to I was I didn't want to have to pay for the whole season to look at it because I wasn't sure if I liked it. But but sure enough, we kept it on auto record that mm. the beginning episode started coming on. So within the last two weeks, I've probably watched 25 episodes. Oh of and and I and I and I and it was the first ones. Right. And I loved it. I love the everything you said about it. I love the writing. It's very like sort of dark humor in many yeah. ways. Yeah. This is a crazy family, man. <laughs> they are every the chemistry between the characters. Yes. It's 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 
brilliant. And the, the I agree. The brother and we, sister are hilarious. We, we were trying to decide who who's our favorite character, and 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 it took a few episodes, and we both landed on the son as well. Yeah, is he's a brilliant actor. He really he's is so comfortable in his own skin, and that is attractive. Yeah, and and uh, the the star, uh, the the guy, uh, he's been around the father. Uh, yeah, what's his name I, again? I forget. I can't. It'll come uh -oh. to me in a second. I love, I love him. He's, he's so nice. funny with the eyebrows and everything. Yeah. But his, that's really his son on the yes. show, and he, he, they're similar looking, but. Yeah. I gotta say, as good as the father is as an actor, his son has a supreme talent. Absolutely. But we just started to get into the ep the the episodes where this his gay lover shows up, yeah. and now every episode, they're everything you just said. You yeah. know, it's like, well, it, it, it seems like they're forcing that, and, <laughs> and for a political reason, like and, it, and it's obvious. not. It's, and I'm only at the beginning of this. Like, like we 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 have just last weekend four more episodes were recorded. We were all excited. Oh, we gotta watch this. We we couldn't just watch one. We had to watch all four of them right away. <laughs> and then they were all you gone. It was like, so oh, they're gone now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we can now we gotta wait a whole nother week because they don't come out until Saturdays. And uh, but they're starting to go down that track. Oh, uh, you're, you're, you're like, pretty much done. You're pretty much. Yeah, that's too bad. But it is uh, too bad. Eugene it's Levy, too, that's his name. That's right. Yeah, it's just not the same show at that point. Yeah, that's 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 too bad. They had a good thing, but I can't I can't imagine how hard it is to write that creatively consistently. They just yeah. ran out of gas, apparently. It's the Beverly Hillbillies in reverse, <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> the whole situation of them being in that horrible hotel motel. <laughs> And just that we, they were living in the lap of luxury and everything. And now they got to live in this it's squalor. Like most shows, it literally should be capped at three seasons because at I that agree. point you're jumping the shark. You know, I like the Chris Elliott character as well. The, so the mayor. And he's, <laughs> I, so I know, okay. So it's as, it makes you so uncomfortable. Uh, he, yeah. The thing, oh my. And he's, he's such a weird guy, Eddie. They picked yeah. the perfect person. He leans for that into role. it, you know. He, <laughs> he does. Yeah. He does. And he's so, he's just, okay. Uh, but it was a great show while it lasted. Yeah. But I really, uh, Anne Marie and yeah. I have really enjoyed I, that. I have texted you several times, and Lisa always reminds me too that you guys got to watch that show, This Is Us. Yeah, yeah, another show we tried to, you know, it's one where we have to buy it in order to watch Ooh. it. So we're trying to figure out how we can get it recorded here. Gotcha. Um, but I definitely want to check that out because you guys are on fire as far as the uh, recommendations go. Yeah, it's, um, it's the most unique show in an era of absolutely no originality. Um, you know, everything's just a redo and a remake and doing a, a paint by numbers movie and series and all of this stuff. This show is, it hits on, first of all, you'll love it so much because it's all about this really great family. And it's a very family oriented show. Uh, and it's just surrounded by the love, uh, the circles around the love of the father figure who is this perfect man <clears throat> with all his flaws. And uh, he died 
uh, tragically. And so they, it's about dealing with that grief as well. And they, and they do all of these look backs and into the future. Uh, they, so they have the main cast and then they have casted the same cast as teenagers and as little kids and all of, and so you show that it shows you how, why they are the way they are today. I see. By showing you what they went through. It's so ingenious. The writing that the, they must have psychologists on the writing staff for sure. It's because of just how on point they are. And they hit topics that nobody talks about. Like uh, uh, Randall is a black kid that was adopted into this white family in basically white man suburbia and all of how that affected him through his entire life. Nobody's ever touched on something like that before. It's a big part of the show. And then he has his own family who is black and he's this absolutely OCD overachieving person that deals with his anxiety and stuff like that. Nobody's ever dealt with that in a, in a realistic, in-depth manner. And they do on the show all the time. The other guy, Kevin, is this really good-looking guy who uh, goes from captain of the football team quarterback to being a movie star. Mm -hmm. uh, he had his own TV series that launched him, and he becomes a movie star. They show you everything that he deals with in that manner. You got Kate the very, very obese girl that they're only starting to deal with those issues and how she became that way, the anxieties that her addiction to eating. It's so is a this, freaking amazing show. Would you, okay, so what is what genre? Would you, is this a drama? Is this I a, guess, what? yeah. I guess it's kind of unique, but it's yeah, so- Yeah, yeah, interesting. It is. You will love that show. And, and, and the it's name only again, got one more season. They're going to wrap it up because of the oh, integrity they the got thing. to it. Yes. And they yes, said the writer, the, the lead writer said from the beginning that it would exhaust itself at this point. They're not going to mm -hmm. jump the shark. Good man, for them. That's uh, that takes discipline, right? Pay for the show, man. Hey, uh, I wanted to, and I'm, we're going to have to wrap up in a oh, second, but okay. um, I did see a movie. It's an older movie, and actually it's a remake of, a, of an older, older movie. Uh, but but I, I, it's one of those where I heard it was a good movie, but for some reason I just never made the time to watch it. It's hmm. True Grit. and um, I it, saw this. Who's in it? Uh, uh, it's the guy that played the dude on the uh, uh, Big Lebowski. Um, oh, yeah. One of my favorite actors, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges yeah. was brilliant he, in this always, role. Always. He, you're, if you like Jeff Bridges, you'll love this movie because he is outstanding in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, John Wayne, he's playing a, a part that John Wayne played. Okay. I, I can't imagine John Wayne playing it any better than Jeff Bridges played it. I Now I'm no looking boy. forward to seeing that movie, the older movie, but this is epic and so good. The story is amazing. What's it about? Uh, I feel like I saw... I it, it, it's about this, this young girl, teenage girl back in the 1850s uh, whose West. father 
is killed out west and she wants to find the killer and and bring him to justice so she finds this uh marshal who's sort of a bounty hunter who is a complete mess and pays him to to hunt this guy down and but the catch is that she's got to come with him and he doesn't want that at all and so this this amazing adventure happens uh through the story of how they go after this guy it's an amazing adventure uh great acting great dialogue and and uh, so i highly recommend it I, um, it's not ringing a bell with me and i like it is a great movie if you get a chance to see it this weekend do it it's a, i just it, wrote it down it's I a really, wonderful I, movie I, I love a good western and i freaking love jeff bridges yeah this is this is classic man but i wanted to just say one other thing barry is that one thing i know about you is that you are a person that has really good taste at least in my opinion on 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 shows dialogue on the writing mm-hmm. uh and, and you've always been that way i remember when we were living together in college you turned me on to moonlighting and i remember the exact thing you said to me before we started watching was it's clever writing and uh i i never saw a show like that before and it was or exactly since. what you said yeah, yeah no or since right i loved that i remember it was like came on tuesday nights and we couldn't wait till the show came on and then ha- more than half the time they didn't have it because they, they always had all these problems with trying to produce that show Huh. It was like always in turmoil. Like, damn it, it's not on this week. We were mad every week. <laughs> uh, the Browns lose and that moonlighting doesn't come on. <laughs> it only lasted two or three seasons. Uh, if, yeah. It if, like I imploded. Mean, yeah, it yeah. did. But man, uh, I thought uh, Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard, yeah. they, were, they were a great combination. They were. And uh, I know that Sybil Shepard felt very uh jilted like she didn't get the real star power and limelight that you know bruce willis went into the stratosphere he sure did he sure did i don't think he went right into um speaking of terrific writing uh he went right into uh die hard that original die hard man that remade the entire action series genre um yeah that was a good one time that the the lead in an action series, the hero, so to speak, he was actor, actually vulnerable. He was afraid, mm-hmm. you know, because every other, any time leading up to that, it was dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you know, yeah, right, right. Out, stand on a log and shoot everybody and they're all missing you and kind of, you know, just dumb comic booky stuff. And then this one is very realistic is, and it went over the top, it did, but he was vulnerable and he was afraid and he rose to the occasion. And that re- rewrote the entire action genre from there on. Interesting. I, I did oh, not did. know that. But I mean, when you think of all the great movies that guy has been in, Ooh, yeah. it's hard to Six figure out which cents. one is about. I was thinking that one too. That's Jeez. one of my all time favorites. But it's yeah. that other one with uh, Mr. Glass, uh, with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and I think Smoky. it was called Mr. It was the one where he's he's got these Bruce Willis has these superpowers. He's wearing that rain jacket, and but he doesn't really know. And then something monkey is in the title. I don't know what it was. He's just been in so many good ones. No, I think that's unbreakable. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Unbreakable. Oh, I love that. And his little son. He's such a great little actor in that movie. Oh, he's anyway. 
All right, we got to wrap up. We really got to go. I got to go. You got stuff that I see your fan back there. Clean that crap up back there. I know. I got a lot to do. All right. right. Hey, happy 4th of July weekend, Barry. Love you, you, man. I hope you have a good time. Love you, you, buddy. You too. Bye now.